What's up, lovely people? It's your girl, Ricky. Ricky, 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 Ricky. Hey, Ricky, 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 Ricky. I am here with a new episode of Becoming a Dot 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 podcast. And so I have my girl, D, a dollop of D in the house. And she's going to be talking about her transition from her corporate government job to wine connoisseur and starting her own business doing what she wants to do look i admire her for that like i kind of want to do that myself like quit my job and start a business but it's scary but um i love her journey and that's why i have her on the show so i hope you guys enjoy have a good time listen we have fun and maybe this will you know give you a little nudge to uh, go out and follow your dreams, you know, and take a chance. Step out on faith, okay? It's hard, y'all. It's hard. But um, sometimes you got to do it. This life is long or short. You don't know how it's going to go. So let's let's be happy and let's do something for ourselves, all right? All right. So you know the deal. After these messages, we'll be right back. everybody it's your girl ricky welcome to another episode of becoming a dot 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 podcast uh are you guys ready we're gonna talk about mental health mental wellness and overall just being a bad bitch because yes. i got my girl deep in the house What's up, <laughs> what an introduction <laughs> it is me d d asia whatever you want to call me like whatever Yes, so you have a podcast called Bad and Boozy. Boozy. Hey, yeah. Bad and and I, I, I still feel, I'm, I think it's the first time I vocalized it, like, I still feel proud and confident that that name still holds up, like, because I was like, when we were trying to figure out the name, like, Bad and Boozy, and then it wasn't that long after Migos did Bad and Bougie, and I was like, every, I felt like that was that crossover song, mm-hmm. so I was like, everybody going like get that reference in the future i was like i know everybody will still get the reference so i'm yeah. like i still like the name <laughs> so yeah no shout it, out to us <laughs> it carries i mean migo's still mm-hmm. out here doing things so it's gonna carry now tell the people about your podcast so they know so i do a podcast called bad and boozy podcast with my co-host summer um well she probably gonna be like bitch that why you ain't just say so so i do a podcast with my co-host so so and we actually met because of our like mutual love of podcasts in another podcast facebook group and like we knew each other for a couple of years before we started recording mm-hmm. we got the idea everybody was saying i need to do a podcast and i was like no i'm not interested but as much as I like to talk, I don't like to have to like be scheduled to talk about something, yeah. especially not like pop culture or whatever. But one day me and her was just shooting the shit about like wine and topics and stuff. And I was like, well, we could do something with wine. Like, well, we was trying to figure out other ideas. But and since she had already started a podcast of her own, we was trying to figure out like 
what could we do now that was like the barriers to entry was low and it was like a podcast she already know how to record I don't do technical shit she already know how to record I know how to answer the call and talk I was like and we talking about wine I'm like well that's one thing that I don't mind talking about all the time so right and then we not even not that I don't mind talking about it it's one thing that it always was in the back of my head that black people and then in particular black women like did not have any representation that I was seeing because even when I was first drinking wine and going into like wine shops or whatever whatever right. I wouldn't always see people like me or I would see black or I would see um uh people assuming that I just like sweet wine or whatever whatever so I was right. like black girls that talk about wine and then I just be, inadvertently became that person in my friends group that everybody asked me about wine so it just was like oh this just seems like it just seemed like a natural progression yeah. so 2017 november um we was just like brainstorming and it was like we just gonna talk about like wine we'll talk about like where we are now on our wine journey and just like look up topics and then we like put bad and boozy because it's just like also like our own culture around it like like who we are as black women right and we decided to make it even though we focus a lot on wine, we didn't want wine specifically in a title because I was always inter- I was interested in craft beer and spirits or whatever, whatever. So we wanted to leave us room to grow and talk about those other things. So um, it is almost four years later, and we've um, wow. still um, rolling. <laughs> I know because I remember when you first started because I was in this crazy same group, and I was like, oh, they got a podcast, and we probably <laughs> would have had more episodes, but we are like you said talking about mental health and stuff on this podcast. So we had enough sense to like during the pandemic and when life shit happens we did not record <laughs> so we are typically a weekly podcast but like during the pandemic when shit was rough like girl I don't feel like recording we mm-hmm. took it down to like bi-weekly um and now even we still technically do weekly but and I think the last year we started alternating like every other episode is behind the paywall um on Patreon but it's been a great experience whether it's been um some of the uh, other black women we've met online and just like connecting because I was like where the black people that be talking about wine at and the podcast (laughs) and just like posting on Instagram and stuff over the last few years have afforded us the opportunity like to meet other people and just like have wine not be this our whole goal is for wine we want to be knowledgeable but for wine in general to not seem so like not approachable like um um, so I don't want my little cousin or whoever to feel like, oh, I don't know, I don't really know the words, I don't know how to describe it. And I'm like, bitch, we got all these technical terms, but at the end so of the day, what you, what, but at the end of the day, what you think? So, um, yeah, so the podcast is still going, doing good and probably the catalyst for a bunch of the other things that you're probably going to ask me about, <laughs> 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 but which I probably could not have like first thing that then it was like oh yeah I do this podcast I get to talk to my friend weekly about wine and our shenanigans so I mean that's, and that's the form of mental health too because before your show like it was just word of mouth for me oh like Moscato like oh girl my mama got Moscato you gotta try mm-hmm. it so it's just like my friends what they were drinking if you go to yeah you would see somebody and like, oh, I like this. Like, oh, this new drink that just came out, try it. So that's how I got into stuff like that. And it, it has been very rewarding because we've had, um, and I don't care whether it's just five listeners, like whatever, but we've had people who was like, listen to the podcast and 
they like I don't even care about wine but y'all entertaining or or I do or I'm not a big wine drinker but when I went to go get my mom a gift I remember y'all said this or whatever mm-hmm. whatever so like those little things make a difference because it's like nobody was there answering my questions when I was trying to figure it out but I got a big mouth so I was never the type of person that was I wasn't never scared to like right. be wrong and ask the question and ask the questions but I get that that's that that's not everybody so I try to be like that home girl that know about the wine like what you like all right let me let me help you out let me help you out and and make it approachable like I said because I'm not gonna come at you like oh, that's a dumb question. It's like, no, let's just figure it out or or educate you or whatever. When I started listening to y'all podcast, I was like, I don't understand what they talking about. (laughs) It's full bodied and, you know, citrus plant and it has, a. I was like, I don't get it. But then (laughs) when I started like, okay. It started to make sense. Yeah, because I was like, let me stop being all cheap and shit and, you know, actually try some stuff. Because I think I went to like Trader Joe's one time and mm-hmm. I talked to the lady and she was like, oh, this and this and this. And you might like this. What is your flavor? You know, I was like, I like dry, you know. So I started learning, girl. Y'all was teaching me, honey. So, And, and I like the fact that I know, I think any person in any in industry or this wine or like um, by trade, I'm an accountant. Is like I'm paid to know the technical stuff, mm-hmm. but none of that matters if the person I'm talking to can't whatever. So I know how to break it down. I was an auditor for the IRS. When I audit people, they don't know the names of all those terms and the forms and the depreciation. Right. So I have to find ways to make it relatable, and and that's the right. same way I like this approach of wine in general. And you got to be able to gauge your the consumer. So some person might know, oh, Cabernet, Merlot, whatever, whatever. Other people just like, read. Like, that's all I know. Read. I don't know. So you just got to meet people, basically meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy that, especially when somebody is open to learning and um, like listening. So, yeah. You need to start having wine parties, girl. <laughs> girl, it's on the schedule. It's on the schedule. Yes. So on the schedule. Since you're talking about the IRS, we going to get into it. So you used to work for the IRS and I remember you posting about leaving your job and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you just going to leave? You just going to go? And I was like, I would probably never do it because I know how I am. I'm like, I, don't, I can't do it. What am I going to do with my life? Like when COVID started and I couldn't work, I went insane because I'm used to being going, 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 mm-hmm. get it, get it, get it. And I was like, wow, she's brave. <laughs> like, I was like, wow. This part is very funny because when you like in the midst of it, I'm not thinking much. Like I made my mind up. I did whatever, you know, the people close to me know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But like, even what, it's been over a year now. Seeing mm-hmm. other people react, other people's reactions, it's like, it's still like filling in blanks. And it's so funny because like, um, I was, of course, I wasn't thinking about it in a moment because honestly, I can't say, I mean, everybody has their own, like whatever they consider flaws, mm-hmm. but one of mine was never, was never thinking much about what anybody thought about me and not saying that's good or bad, but I mean, cause sometimes I probably should have took shit into consideration, but I was never, even as a child and friends been like, well, you wasn't worried about, I just like this, that, that part just never um, dawned on me. So good or bad, I never, I, once I make up my mind about something, I don't really think much about what other people think, but it's right. always interesting 
what well i won't say i don't care but i don't care like i need the input i find it fascinating like whatever so like you like your reaction i'm like oh that's hilarious like i never thought about like <laughs> oh to somebody on the outside who only saw what they saw it probably looked like this bitch that woke up and quit her job <laughs> Right, because I mean, you you were posting about it, and I was like, following which, like it's a <laughs> which I only can post just like anything. I only can post. I now, as you can tell from me online, I I share a good amount, mm-hmm. but you still only can share but so much. So like, much, you know, right? My friends that I talk to, you ain't my therapist or whatever. So anyway, um, it it was abrupt, but not abrupt at all. Like, um. It was in the work. If you were somebody, if you were in my head, in my shoes, during the whole process of therapy or my life in general, mm-hmm. it was coming, even when I didn't see it coming. So mm-hmm. like, like, like when I finally made the decision, it wasn't like I had been stewing on a decision to quit my job for a minute. But once I made the decision, I realized how the pieces of therapy and stuff had been leading up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so like you said, I, I work for the account. Um, I, I work for the IRS. I'm an accountant by trade. Like I literally did accounting in high school. We had like a trade program. Um, and my career had just been on this, like this narrow focus, like accounting, whatever. Mm-hmm. I never sat for the CP. Well, I did sit for the CPA exam. I failed, but I didn't give a shit. But anyway, it was like this singularly focused thing, which was fine. I worked for the IRS for almost 10 years, but, uh, uh, maybe, I don't know, after like year seven or so, I was just like, I was feeling some type of way and I didn't like pin it directly down to work, but then I was like just feeling depressed and stuff like that. And I wasn't sure what was going on. I was just feeling lazy and all this other stuff. And I was just like, what's going on? Cause I went from being like this very highly productive, like I'm going to work, I'm going to train for marathons. I'm going to be at every friend's party. I'm going to be at every baby shower. I'm at all the things I'm doing sometimes two and three things in a day. Like I mm-hmm. ran a race and da, da, da. And in theory, because I was, because that looks, because, uh, because of capitalism, in the country we live in mm-hmm. so everybody it, that looks fine like especially for black women you're supposed to be working hard you're supposed to be busy right you feel lazy because whatever whatever so right. even when i was slowing down a bit my slow down a bit really now that i think about it wasn't even slowed down it was just like normal but i was feeling lazy and then i went to i, I had i had enough sense like i got these good government benefits let me find a therapist and she hit the nail like girl you depressed and I was like, what? I mean, I kind of figured, but um, not only that, we still talking about work and uh, being depressed was getting in the way of my performance at work. But also we just figured out like I was bored at work. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think deep down, I always knew I was getting bored at work and it wasn't that I didn't like accounting or didn't want to be accountant, but I had always like really compartmentalized these parts of my life. So it was like work D is over here, account D is over here, mm-hmm. auntie is over here, da, da, da. But at some point, like you're a whole person. At some point, it's just like it's it's hard to keep like these separate um faces. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't even really know, I was realized I was doing it. But it was just I don't know. I guess you was just kind of taught that that's what you're supposed to do. And um, but also when I was getting bored with work, part of me was feeling like I just should be grateful. Some like I have a job. I have a good government job. I got benefits. Right. How dare I be like ungrateful for a job? And some people right. don't have work. Or how dare I like go to college and like have a job and not like be comfortable with the job. But the more I go to therapy, the more it was like, you can't deny what you're feeling inside or whatever. And so it was like, well, maybe I need to look for another job in the government or something just a little bit different. And every time I tried something that was just only slightly different, 
Mm-hmm. my brain it just wasn't clicking but that's because my brain just kept telling me like no the, the part of me that I was like putting off to the side mm-hmm. was like this rambunctious big personality which people know a lot of people know that about me right but it's like no we need all that need to come together you don't get to be like just this conservative person at work and pretend like you just whatever whatever when the deep down I am a, like I always thought I wasn't a risk taker and I was just um married to routine but I realized that was just my trauma response to life and routine and stuff was safe because school and knowing being able to predict what was going on with school and work was my safe space but now I'm safe like like I'm not you don't realize it like I'm 35 well I'm 37 now but at the time I'm like 35 and I'm like I'm safe I don't I'm not worried about food I'm not worried about clothing I'm not worried about none of those things my childhood stuff was worried about so now I actually have room to take those risks that I probably would have taken when I was 20 something in mm. my brain. And my, like, when you just listen to yourself deep down, it's like, fuck it. Let's just like do it. Like, I don't know what we're going to do, but let's start figuring it out. Like, let's start looking at this stuff. Or I tried to I apply for this job. Mm-mm, it didn't happen, but I feel like it wasn't supposed to happen. Cause I was like, well, maybe I just need to get another IRS job to send another state. Then I would really start thinking about, do I want to do this job in another state? I don't like this job now. Right. And What's I was another all, state going to do. Right. Then I was like, well, I like home. It's nothing wrong with liking home. Right. I'm only, I'm only like an hour from home. And then like, I had been thinking like, oh, well, maybe I, then I was down on myself. Well, you should have saved enough money. You could, I just start really thinking like, if I could just like have enough money to like work in a little wine shop with just like my basic needs met, that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, how can that happen? And then COVID hit. And then I was home forced to like have extra time to think about it. Cause you ain't got nowhere to go. We were right. still the IRS. I had started applying for like a little job right before the COVID hit. I had started applying for like little stuff where you could like do tastings in stores and stuff. So yeah. Maybe something gradual. But I'm telling you, every time I tried to think of something gradual, the universe was telling me like, no, we got, we got to go hard or go home. So I'm home doing COVID. And then um, I had every, you know, everybody talking about like the stock market plunged and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what made me do it, but I worked at IRS 10 years, never checked my 401k. Well, if I had, it was been a long time. And I had a job prior that I never rolled over the 401k. That job hits me up like, hey, the company is like dissolving. You need to figure out what you're going to do with this money. So I look at the money like, oh, I got, I got money over there. And then I was like, well, let me see what I got with the IRS. And then I'm looking at how much money I got. And I know in theory, you're supposed to save your save money it. for retirement yeah. or whatever, whatever. But who gives a fuck about retirement if I'm miserable now? And what if I don't? And then I make it to retirement and just be unhappy. I don't want to, I like whatever. I still got plenty of time to like invest in retirement again and like right. grow the money or whatever. And so I started thinking like, well, you know, I'm an accountant. I do taxes, so I know how to like, all right, let me crunch the math. If I take some money out, blah, 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 what do I need? And then when I once I actually stopped letting it be like this abstract thing and put it on paper and was like X, Y, Z, da, 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 I was just like, I'm leaving. I'm like, I'm leaving. I don't know what's next, but at least if I got enough money for like six months, right. I was like, that six months would be like worth it to breathe. Right. And I can figure it out. And I'm an accountant, so at I'll be able to take a accounting job. And even the most rinky dink accountant job, there will be one available. Right. And if I take some money, pay off some bills, and then just live, even if I gotta take a lesser salary, I'll be fine when it's time to take a less salary. Also, I just really started to realize like certain things not gonna come to you unless you give yourself space to receive it. 
Mm-hmm. And then um, even uh, before I finally had quit, like maybe like a maybe like six months or so before I decided to quit, I had took a leave of absence, like a FMLA. That was cute, but it wasn't an. I took it and was like, all right. I thought I was gonna take a FMLA and come back and be like, oh, I'm refreshed. That just further solidified the fact that I didn't want to be here. Which, which that's what therapy is for. If you think about it, even with marriage counseling some people think marriage counseling is supposed to make you get together sometimes marriage counseling is good because it lets you know you're not supposed to be together right so for me it was like the fmla would have did one of two things either give me a renewed energy to go back to work or solidify exactly. like you don't want to be <laughs> so i was like all right i gotta make my exit plan so that's just like what happened and i know to i share i share a lot and i share my thoughts and whatever whatever but i know to like some people online it's like oh she's just like quitting her job but like it was so many small pieces. Like I mean, I kind of sit with myself every day and my thoughts every day, mm-hmm. and like how are we gonna get here, and um and and sometimes it's just like signs. And I was just like, I was like, I think I'm gonna quit. So I was like, I'm gonna sleep on it. I think it's a good idea. I woke up and it was still in my mind. And then I had therapy that week, and I told my therapist like, I think I'm just gonna quit and like figure it out because I started to get to the point where I would have felt worse if I didn't try which right. is totally a totally different me I used to be like married to routine scared of, like five ten years ago you asked me what's your biggest fear it would be like uncertainty change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. terrifies me but I'm the I'm the child of drug addicts all that stuff scared used to scare the fuck out of me deep down I wanted to take risks but you don't got time to take risks like because mm-hmm. it's like whatever I'm not safe but now it's just like no I get to be like the full me the full me is like taking a chance and like what the fuck ever like (laughs) yeah and that's what it was it was just like I'll figure it out or whatever whatever and it's not like I didn't make a like um it's still a risk but it was still like a calculated risk so it was like all right I had somewhat of a plan I didn't just quit my job I mean I did quit my job but I had like a plan and that's all I felt long time I had like a, a semblance of a plan and because I've always worked so hard it was very important for me to just be like which well, what you gonna do when you quit? I was like, I don't know. Rest. It was very important for me to like do nothing and kind of like remind myself those first couple months to like not do nothing. So take your time. Yeah, I was. I don't know. It's so funny because you still be trying to like break away from that thing. <laughs> so I told my therapist like, oh, I was like, I must re- take a couple. I told her I was gonna take a couple weeks to rest. Right. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks rolled around, and she ain't never told me not to do it because she be knowing that I'll figure out the answers myself. A couple weeks rolled around, and I was thinking in my brain, like, look for a job. Who the fuck am I kidding? Ain't nobody going to work. So I'm cracking up because, like, I go back to therapy. Dr. Ross, I don't know why I thought I was going to look for a job in, like, three weeks. She said, like, I don't know why you thought you was going to do that even. <laughs> and, like, in real life, I did not even think about looking for a job until, like, four months later. <laughs> and then wow. even, when I, even when I put in a couple applications, like, I, I, oh, I resigned on Juneteenth. That was another symbolic thing. I decided to start my resignation on June 10th. And um, when I started, like, you know, I I was like, oh, it's summertime. At minimum, I told myself, we ain't doing nothing the rest of the summer. Not nothing that I don't want to do. It can be volunteer. It can be work. It can be productive. But we're not doing nothing like thinking about work or resumes or whatever, whatever. Um, and, you know, I do the volunteer work with my, um, for the for Marion House, which I'll get back more into that. So I was like, oh, that's a target. Marion House races in September. I can do 
philanthropic stuff to them. My friends joke me about being like semi, like, girl, you act like a retired person. Cause I'm like <laughs> on a Tuesday volunteering at a farmer's market in the middle of COVID. And I was, was like, yes. But it, the more I did stuff like that, the more I was like, did you yeah, enjoy like, it? I did. Not only did I enjoy it, it, it kind of felt like that gap year that I never got to get. Mm. Or even if I didn't get to get, have a gap year, those extra chances or experiences I might have had during college if I wasn't so focused on like get out the hood get good grades whatever whatever I didn't give I didn't have I didn't have I didn't see no wiggle room to like enjoy and explore life in college so to me I was like I'm just gonna pretend like and do like pretend like what the 20 year old me would do and um when I started looking for jobs even around November when I saw like revamping my resume and stuff I was like, okay, we're going to try into the wine industry. Like, it was like, part of my brain was like, oh, accountant job. Oh, part of me was like, but you want to try something new. So we got to explore and research other stuff. Right. And um, when nothing came up right away, I was low-key excited because I was like, realistically, if somebody offered me a job right here, right now, November the 1st, would you take it? And I'm like, I don't think I'm ready to go back to work yet. Right. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, I don't think I'm ready to work. So I was like, all right, I got to revamp the plan. I was like, I got to revamp the plan because I was like, I'm not ready to go back to work yet. But I planned it out with, I didn't like take all the money out my retirement. I like took enough, but then I was like, you know, I know the tax benefits. So I was like, if I need to take more, I was like, I'll wait until January 1, because it'll be in the next year. And, and that's basically what I did. I, it was so funny because I was like, I would be like, oh, I'll look for another job like November. Oh, the holidays roll around. Mm, we can wait till next year. Let's, right. let's see how long I can ride this <laughs> Yeah, because you start a new job and then you can't take off for the holidays and can't enjoy oh, it. But that's the funny part. That's the funny part about that is I wasn't even thinking about the like, I wasn't even thinking about what would happen when I got the new job. I was just thinking about right here, right now, do you want to work? And mm-hmm. the answer was no. Like that was just a clear answer. Like whether I got off for the holidays or not, I was like, mm, no, I'm not ready to commit. So I wasn't really upset when nothing didn't go through. So that's just like some of the like craziness that was going on but it was just like but it was fun I mean it yeah. is fun <laughs> yeah I mean because a lot of people think okay she's going through something um you know like I mean I was going through something yeah you were but also <laughs> you were like I'm gonna do something about it not just okay I'm just gonna yeah, it wasn't like it. it wasn't like it was like going through something but it wasn't totally just reactionary mm-hmm. like it was going through something but deciding like I'm going to control the narratives I'm not going to just let life happen to me because I could just I could have done that but I was like I'm not going to let life happen to me I could have sat here doing COVID and just been like miserable whatever whatever and not not knocking nobody that that is your thing because everybody is it's where they are on their own journey right but I had already started therapy I was already I was fortunate one of the people that was fortunate enough that I had already started just by coincidence I had already started doing virtual sessions with my therapist so I didn't so I had a very seamless transition into suddenly being able to only see her in um uh via um uh, like zoom or whatever the telehealth shit and I was just like fortunate but I feel like the moment I just kind of like allowed myself to like accept that things could be different than other things start. Like when, if I got stuck in my mind, like I'm just going to be in this job. This is like, it's the only way mm-hmm. the things you think and tell yourself, they become real. Yeah. Like that might, I don't like, I don't care how like frou-frou that sound, like it becomes real. So when I didn't think I could like do something different, mm-hmm. nothing different was happening. 
the right. minute my brain opened up to be like, oh, maybe this, maybe that, or whatever, whatever is just even like, even I remember my therapist asking like, well, I asked me about wine. And like, well, would, ask me what would I want to do if I wasn't like doing um, like accounting work or the IRS. And then I would be like, oh, you know, I would want to be in the wine industry, whatever, whatever. And she was like, um, and I was like, well, yeah, I said something about like in the next five years. And she would just be like, why? And I ain't had no good answer at the time. Like, I don't know why five years. I don't fucking know. But then it was like, oh, maybe I could do something sooner. And then fast forward. And here I am. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't even seem like it's been that long. I swear it seems like, okay, you quit. And then you had, you know, time. I was not working. Like if you go W2 job to W2 job, it was just under a year, which is hilarious. Cause once I started getting into like past that six month mark, I would be like, can I push it? Can I just push it to a year? Cause now I started looking at it like a badge of honor. Like I want to be like, no, I ain't worked for like a whole year. It <laughs> ended up being like six, it ended up being like 10 months, but that's fine. That's but fine. I mean, that ain't bad. <laughs> Not at all. So it was just like, but during those months I had time to like work on my resume. Right. And when I, and in this time work on my resume for like something I wanted to do, like, all right, I want to transition into the wine industry. How the fuck do I tell people that like, employers that I was an accountant I am an accountant and mm-hmm. I, I I try to I, I gotta remember not to say was because a bitch like it's not like I switched industries and my degrees go away um and so I did that I also started my um tax and consulting business which because it was like all right I'll just try it like I don't even wait it gave me those months gave me room to just like try shit let's see what happens mm-hmm. like all right I give myself room so I got room before tax season start I can maybe, since I used to audit small businesses and self-employed people and I'm a people person, why not just like help those people on the other side? Right. So I started that and I had a pretty successful first um, tax season, but even still, that's crazy because I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. I mean, I do, but also I don't because I ain't never did this before, but also that's like learning. that's the fun of it all yeah. and that's that's a big part w- of what I was missing at the IRS what not once again not that I t- I did start to hate the job but in general it wasn't that I hated, hated the job it was that I was just doing the thing just like mechanical like right I gotta do this I gotta do this I, I know this works but right. I wasn't that excited about it and now Whatever. with your own business, you can connect with the people more. I can connect with the people more. Yeah. I, I have more control over like how I do the thing. Right. I don't have, you know, it's like, whatever. I got this system. I got this, whatever, whatever. I get to help people and then like, you know, have built relationships with them over time versus just auditing you and then you're gone or whatever. And you'd be surprised that once you kind of put yourself out there, like how much trust people have in you, even when you don't, even when you not as confident in yourself because it's not that I can't do it, but it's a big thing. I'm like, oh shit, I'm doing somebody else's taxes. I'm hit send. What the fuck? But then you gotta realize, like, oh no, bitch, I'm qualified. I worked at the IRS for ten years. I got this. But that's <laughs> like, <laughs> that's but that's part of the excitement of it all. And then it was like, all right, I'll do the wash it. And I applied. My I had I have a cousin that I found years ago, only a couple years ago, who was a sommelier, and she was like just apply to your favorite wine shops and I was like well I like total wine and it's so funny that like of all the little 
jobs I applied to, the one I got is the one I is like I didn't I didn't apply to that I didn't apply to that many different things. Like that, I'm saying it out loud right now. Like that's so wild. <laughs> like I've been a customer at Total Wide for like ten years. Wow. And I was like, um, I'm applied this little shop. I'm applied this little shop. I'm applied this little job in the job that got me was the wine supervisor at the at my favorite store like I was like bro this is wild that's awesome so, so like that's what I'm doing now I'm just so now you like, living the life that you was like you know what I could do this the life that like I envisioned not even that long ago like right not it's literally not even that long ago it's been like slowly developing like the picture has been come clear um last year I have a friend who's like a therapist too and she does like life coaching type stuff Mm -hmm. and I did a few sessions with her like in conjunction with my therapist and she would have me I can't draw worth shit but she would have me draw out like what my life looked like Mm -hmm. or or, and talk about like the things that I want and like allow me to feel like the things I want don't have to be like it don't have to feel like too much I'm like girl I just want to like travel and I want to like be traveling and like I can work when I'm traveling and I just want to be like drinking wine and da, da, da. and I'm cracking up because I'm like hold up I think some of those things I was saying this like might be happening <laughs> like I just want to learn about wine and my other friends joke me now so I'm the wine supervisor at Total Wine and um my friends joke me like Yo, you might be really retired because you know how retired people just get a job doing something they just like to talk about. They'd be like, you just like this, like a little mini retirement. Because even though you got yep. a job now, you go to job, you go to work and talk about wine. Right. <laughs> so that helps you with in your wine, you know. Yeah. But also another thing about it, I, the wine part aside, Total Wine is a huge retailer. Right. Because the size of the store is like a big bath and beyond. Like it's a big ass store. I, girl, so I, it's also, right on the street from my house, girl. <laughs> So I also welcome the the part that was missing at the IRS was the part that was a challenge. Mm. This is a challenge, nigga. I ain't working no retail. I work in retail for a little bit in like high school and college. And it was like DSW shoe store. And I was like the associate. But now is, I know some people be like, like retail crazy. Why, why would you want to go to like nice comfy desk job to retail? But I was like, bruh. I need more. I'm bored just like sitting still. So having like that rigorous like shit, you going here, the cashier doing this, it's all on the 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 shipment do this. It's like learning a whole new skill, right? And things and like exercising a different muscle. And I feel like if you're not still learning as you get older, like you broke, like whatever. I don't need to learn more. No more accounting. I'm over it. I don't need to know debits and credits and whatever, whatever. I now I can use enough of that to do my side business but I don't need I'm over that I'm over that so how does it feel now since you you know quit and now you're doing your dream how do you feel now I feel like I only just got started I feel like I just got started like well you did (laughs) I mean I literally just got started but I don't feel like but I think sometimes when you get started it'll be like all right she got the wine job like she gonna be here it's not that I'm not gonna I'm gonna be here but I'm gonna take now I do remember to like just chill soak it in and not rush on to like what's next Mm -hmm. but my life is starting to like focus shape up to more of a like all these little parts are starting to just like fit together like mm-hmm. I can be the wine person and I can be the tax person. And even with my tax business, I I got like my first bookkeeping client. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, like, all right. Um, 
it's a lot of opportunity to learn at the job. So I'll do that. Um, I signed up, I signed up a while ago before I got the offer with, with, with a uh, total wine to do one hope wines, which is like a, it's a it kind of reminds you of like one of those, almost like one of those, like you ever did like those pure romance parties, like the little sex toy parties. Yeah. It's not, it's not <laughs> sex toys, but it reminds you of a company like that, but it's wine. So people can host wine tastings and buy wine. And I had signed up with them and I mean, I'm just trying shit. I signed up with them in hopes that like I could like do some parties or tastings or whatever. But it was the middle of COVID, so I was like, I don't know. But you can I can still sell wine online, which I kind of like pushed to the side while when I got the job with with uh, Total Wine. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I need my brain here. But now that's coming back up because like somebody, one of my friends online was just like, she wanted to do a wine tasting for a housewoman. Do I do wine tastings? And I was like, well, I hadn't officially done one yet, but we can figure that out. So stuff like that is like, once I, I feel like one, I know what, once I've been putting stuff out there in the universe, mm -hmm. because I've like opened myself up to like possibilities, a lot of times I'm realizing. You just fall in your lap. I ain't even had to work that, I won't even, I, no, I shouldn't say I didn't have to work that hard because I think I have worked hard to be who I am and to put myself where I am. But because I've done that hard work, the things just kind of reveal itself because i was like right. i remember thinking i need to figure out what's going on with one hope but i was like i'll get around to it next thing you know somebody's like you want to do a party and i was like hmm. actually i do want to do a party because actually i would like to look up one day and i don't plan on being it i love total wine i don't plan on like retiring from there no shit <laughs> but hopefully one day you'll look up and i'll have had like a good cute little career at total wine and then it'll be like all right something else D did her like tax, got her tax business and now since her tax business flourishing, she makes enough money to um, fund some of her other shenanigans during the rest of the year. But now since she's done a couple wine tastings and other shit, I can start doing more of that. And then I'll just be like traveling wine auntie outside of tax season. And like, that's going to happen. Like, I don't know how soon, but like, it's going to happen. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you done put it in the universe, universe, you hear that? Right, you hit it. You know, listen. <laughs> I be saying my prayers. Yeah, because okay? you have to like you got it. You already manifested so much so Your far. Manifestation so, is so it be crazy. Yeah, and in <laughs> little time, like I've literally watched you, you know, go from podcast to quit your job to uh, doing your own business to helping you with some stuff, and then now you're doing. And I'm just like, look at. Look at, look it's crazy. It's, it's but you see how even the little start parts start start to connect. Even something like with one hope, one of one hope wine thing, big things is they donate some of their proceeds to charity. What, what I like to do, I like to make sure I get my charity on. I like to be like a community ass bitch too. So I was like, yo, the different parts of my life just kind of like finding their ways to like be one. Like mm -hmm. it's crazy. Don't like I couldn't have wrote the story. Well, actually, I'm writing the story. <laughs> you are. You literally are. And shout out to my therapist. <laughs> you know what, girl? I'm about to give me one chat because now I started this job and now I'm getting insurance. And I'm like, you know what? It's time because everybody should have therapy. Everybody. Like, therapy. like <laughs> it's real. Like I needed it a long time ago when I was going through through my depression and I mean, I had to literally talk myself out of it, but also I, you know, I still lapse 
sometimes mm-hmm. like in my depression and then I get in those moods where I'm like what the fuck am I doing with my life um and it's just and I wrote this down the other day I uh three things that's holding like what's holding me back from doing what I need to do mm. and I wrote down fear I wrote down uh the unknown <laughs> to the unknown and procrastination like I, I do it you know so and that's my way of like holding myself back but it'd be like a crutch like yeah. it's not real yeah it, it, like fear it's like um I we did this I forgot what I don't know what my therapist called it but we did um like some kind of like uh meditation type of thing where it was like she was like God means the word and then it was just like you kind of like get into like which emotion you're feeling and this this might not be the exact way she said it, but the way how I pictured it was like, all right, fear, like which one is talking to you more? So it's like fear is here. So I imagine that like niggas sitting at like a a, a a table in like a cafeteria. I don't know why I imagine it like that. But you know how like in high school, it was kind of like clickish, like whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would just imagine all my emotions just like chilling. And then I would just like, while she was talking, and, but, she, but you have to, you do have to address the emotion. But even if it's something like fear, you got to be like, like a lot of times the fear is just like your way of protecting yourself, but you got to like, thank the fear, like, bruh, thank you. We good. But like, can you move over there? Like get out, like make way. And after the sessions, when I recall it, I would laugh, but in the middle of it, it would be like, I would be like emotional or whatever. It just kind of depends on the day. But when I really, but when you think about it, like outside of it, it's like, yeah, like, bro, that makes sense. I was scared because of this, or I was uncertain because of this, you know, whatever your background is. Mm-hmm. But I know with me, when I was just holding on to the routine, I have to, I had to let go of the part that like something was still trying to protect the inner, the kid me and the kid me. I'm like, I had to remind the kid me like, girl, we, we good now. Like, you know, I know you were scared. But we're not 12 no more. 35 year old D got you. We we got this. Right. And sometimes I, I actually like a picture. I got a picture of myself from when I was like six. I actually like moved that picture to the like by my door so I would see myself for a while at the beginning of therapy. So like even when I was on the way out, it was like, bro, you gotta talk to me. Cause because you gotta come for me. I don't I don't have like my mom is gone. And even if my mom was still here, like it's up to me to like parent the inner child, but that bit, that shit was hard. I'm not going front to y'all. I might be good on this end. Right. But the grief smack you and the trauma smack you and you be like, oof, damn. Yeah. It's hard. But you worth it. That's how, that's just how I figure like, I'm, you know, just gotta remind yourself that you worth it. Yeah. And, and there's, what's the point of living this life if you're not happy with it, you know? Yeah. That's why the fuck I took that money out of my retirement account and was like, I'll figure it out later. Right. And then I, I would talk to other like professionals and this is the reason why we need to have conversations like this because if we don't talk like people, I was thinking like white people probably do shit like this all the time. They invest money da, 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 or they just go travel or they took whatever, whatever. And then I would talk to, I think I talked to one of my clients that was at the IRS and once I said it out loud, I don't have nobody who, I mean, I had a couple friends who like not as close to me was like, you good? This entre- I did have one person who I had to be like, girl, you projecting your own fears onto me. Cause you know, this entrepreneur like, da-da-da-da. I'm like, right. yeah, that's for you. But most people, even like some elders that you would think would be like, no, don't do it. Mm-hmm. A lot of them was like, well, you got plenty of time for a second career. And I was like, oh, 
But this is why you got to talk to each other about experiences. This is why we got to talk to the younger generations and why it was important. And I missed out a lot because my mom passed away and my aunts like, like, but like sharing that generational thing. So many professional people was like, oh, that's plenty of time to change careers. Right. Think about it. Like, oh, I'm not even 40 yet. <laughs> but right. yeah, yeah. I had met a lady. It, it's little stuff because I, I audited a lady uh, like a couple months before I left the IRS who she was only like, I think she was like a lawyer. No, she was a real estate agent, but she had changed careers when she was like 40. And mm-hmm. we, we, I was auditing her, but we were talking. And I remember thinking like, yo, like that's like, you know, you still need role models when you are grown. And just hearing it from another professional's mouth, like just talking about her. I'm, it was just like that first iteration of like, oh, it is possible. She ain't even had kids till she was like 40 something. I was like, oh, you can do something different. And sometimes you just need to see examples. So I try my best to, um, you know, learn from other people's examples. And then I don't know who, but hopefully by sharing, I'm the example to somebody. Right. And you probably ex- inspired other people and you don't even know it. I, t- I was talking to my cousin and I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna give myself like two years and then, you know, start working on it. And he's like, two, two years. Nah, sis, you need to make that a year. You need to go See, ahead. Like, why too? Her. Like, the same way my therapist asked me when I said, I'll do whatever in five years. She was like, why? I ain't have a good answer. Why too, Ricky? I didn't have one. I just made up a, I was like, two sounds good. Now like, sounds good. <laughs> and he's like, Damn. nah, nah. So, you know, I'm starting to like, okay, I know what I want to do. I've been said what I want to do. And when I had a chance to do it, I was like, Oh no, I don't think I can do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too much. It's too much. And then I would, you know, I told my mom about my ideal and she was like, girl, that's a good idea. And my other friends was like, I can't do what you do, but it's perfect for you. Cause that's the kind of person. Exactly. You know? so, it's like, you just gotta have like, whatever you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta see what other people see. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you see it. You just gotta like, you gotta li- you gotta learn how to like listen to yourself. Cause like, like in therapy, sometimes we go to therapists thinking the therapist about to give us the answers. The the therapist don't got the answer. You got the answer. The therapist just there to help you figure it out. Right. And it been plenty of times where like my therapist would say something or I would come to a conclusion. And I'd be like, it was that easy. <laughs> and the whole time it's right. like, yeah, if I, if I would just be like, but sometimes the therapist or your friends or whoever, sometimes you do kind of like feel like you kind of like need that permission. You need that, you need that soundboard too to like, am I crazy? Is this making sense? But you also have to pick the right person because everybody- And then you gotta get to the point where you're like, it might sound arrogant and I was probably like that long before therapy it's like I don't don't trust nobody more than I trust me Mm. like Mm. I got friends family that I'm heavily rely on but I don't trust nobody more than I trust me like we can't be more better than me hello I don't so so it's no when when I go outside for like whatever to share Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for I'm not I'm usually not looking outside for the answers Mm -hmm. because I know I know I know the answers right because it's, it's been in you the whole time you just like it's waiting on you girl Whatever you like, want to act the answer be waiting for you know you want to access <laughs> it you want to do it now you want to bullshit yourself what you right. want to do because right. yourself now one thing about yourself you will play your own self too 
don't get it twisted self-sabotage you will self-sabotage you will convince yourself this or that but when you want to be mm-hmm. real with yourself sometimes you gotta look at like sometimes i'll be like so we about to get real like but between like meditation a bunch of little exercises and it's just like being more aware yeah it's been like like my shoulders don't even feel stiff right now like it feels nice like <laughs> it just feel like a, a weight been lifted off your shoulders yeah and yeah. The, uh, and a big part of the weight was like i realized that you know my mom passed away in 2012 so i know a big part of that other than like childhood trauma was mm-hmm. also unresolved grief right so i realized a big part of my like super productivity was just like managing the grief so like some people some sometimes people grieve and they be depressed my grief at first was just like I'm going to run all these races and run marathons and I'm going to be hyper-focused. And because when stuff manifests stuff like that in life, nobody don't think nothing wrong with you. Be- Ooh, excuse me. Because everything that you're doing, it seems quote unquote positive. Right. So like, like, so like if I'm just running and stuff, nobody, or I'm healthy and whatever, whatever, nobody right. don't think nothing's wrong. But then when I'm over here, even I don't think nothing's wrong. So when I wasn't running, I'm like, I'm just being lazy. My body was shutting, my body and my brain was shutting down like, girl, you can't literally run from grief and i didn't i didn't really realize that's what i was doing yeah and see that see and the difference for me is i don't run i just work yeah yeah but whether it's work but that's why i said productivity yeah because one thing that clicked in my brain before i took my um leave of absence from work um it was a blog post and i had been telling a co-worker about just how i was feeling and that I've been depressed or whatever. She sent me this blog post and it was this girl, black girl blogging about how when her dad died, she like got back to work and was like super productive. And, da, 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 da. and even though I wasn't throwing myself into work, what she was saying, like it made sense. Like, like I was, I was doing work regularly, but I was like, oh, I was running, I was doing this. And it was just like, some people just get like, hyperproductive but it's just all a distraction and everything that she said said like just the thoughts and emotions just like sounded way too familiar and when my coworker sent me that that was like the that was like the thought um I, I think the girl had in the article it took like um like fmla for like two months or something okay. and i was like but reading it and like just seeing the words back at me i was like i got a bunch of sick leave fmla is a thing let me talk to my therapist because um yeah this is like like my therapist was was around that time was suggesting that I took leave anyway and I was just like oh yeah but that's how I manifest itself sometimes like you just like oh or we think like oh I gotta I know me I convinced myself that like oh my mother would want me to be want me to go on with life yeah but going on with life don't mean act like the grief don't hurt no right yeah no beating your <laughs> and that's one thing I learned last year <laughs> Was be in my feelings. Like, yeah, be in I, it. It's I uncomfortable held, as fuck, but you yeah. gotta be in it. Yeah, I held in stuff for way too long. Like, I never want to deal with anything because I'm like, it just hurts too bad. So I'm just gonna, you know, keep busy and not think about it and drink myself to death uh, and, you know, and eat. And so one day, um, not one day, but uh, this might sound crazy. <laughs> But I had dreams of the people who had passed away. Um, and it was my son's father. It was um, my son's godmother. And then it was my grandmother. They all, in, in like a span of a month, came to me in a dream. Because I always told 
and, and I know people, some people don't believe in ghosts and all this other stuff, but you know, things have happened to me and I'm we like, are black. the way ancestry <laughs> and roots are set up, you motherfucking ancestors and the people that died was really talking to you. And that's fine. Yeah. And I was like, just don't come to me in real life. Come to me in the dream. And I said this out loud <laughs> before, cause I was like, just don't do it. <laughs> just don't come to me in real life. Come to me in a dream. And they came to me in a dream and Taylor's father was like, um, I got you. It's okay. Ooh, girl, and girl, then, you know, I'd have been like, Duh. I woke up crying. <laughs> I literally woke up crying. And then my son's um, godmother, Gina, she, she came, this was the craziest thing. This has never happened before. I had a dream about her and we was at her mom's house and we were just sitting in the car talking, just having, you know, girl chat like we doing now. And it was so nice and it felt so fucking real. And I woke up and I text her sister. I'm like, girl, I just dreamed about your sister. I'm like crying. It's crazy. I go back to sleep, dream about her again, but in another place and things were happening. And then I wake up again. I was like, that's crazy. Go back to sleep, dream about her again in another place. And she was like, what are you doing? Like, you know, just talking to me like she's my thing she's like what are you doing like this is not you ricky we you know that this is not you pretty much get mm-hmm. back to you she was telling me so i was like okay and then my grandmother came to me and it was just like familiar it's just like she was in the kitchen cooking sunday dinner and just whoo, i'm getting emotional now thinking about it it was that's okay it's it was a lot and I talked to myself I literally set myself down like look girl you're gaining too much weight I had gained a lot of weight like I was oof and I was drinking every day I could not go a day without drinking at all if it was like this much a little bit of liquor left I was like I gotta go to the store and get some more this is not Mm -hmm. enough to get me through the night so I was like you know what you got a son to take care of you know, you. Tr- I was in school at the time when all when all this happened. So I'm just like, I need to finish, you know, film school because I changed careers when I was like 25, 26, right after I had my child. So I'm like, this is a lot, you know, but it's something that I want to do. And, sh- and, you know, I was like, you got to do this, which I should have had a therapist. But um, <laughs> but I was taking um, depression pills, which didn't really help me. So I'm just like, OK, get yourself together. I started stop drinking and I was just like, all right, we got to do this. But I still didn't deal with my feelings. Right, 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 right. You know, that was the thing. I got myself out of the funk I was in, but I still didn't deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what time. people got to learn. You got to sit in your feelings. And that's what I did. I, I swear, like two weeks into COVID, I was like in the bathroom. That's crying. the thing that got <laughs> a lot of people at the beginning of COVID because niggas, whether it's your regular going to work or whatever, whatever this country don't realize how busy you are, so you don't never sit and check in with yourself to see how right. you really feel. Right. And when you was home, mm-hmm. you go to happy hour, you couldn't do all those other things, you couldn't fill your time with all those other things. You ain't had no choice but to be sitting there with your thoughts. And some mm-hmm. of those, and that, and some people ain't like that, like mm-hmm. which I get it because it's it's terrifying. It's yeah, scary as fuck. <laughs> It whether was. you realize you was doing it or not it's like it's scary but like like that's that's if you want to heal or be better like that's definitely what you got to do yep so definitely do that so i'm just happy you you on your way girl you getting there <laughs> 
crazy. I I said I I need my niece and nephews to like be older and have no clue that I ever was an IRS agent. Like <laughs> that that started to be one of my goals. Once I just like kind of like saw something different, I want them to be like surprised. Like, oh, you used to work for the IRS. Like, right. <laughs> I want them to just think like be like fifteen. Like, what's your aunt do? Oh, like you be going on trips with your aunt. Like, what she do? Like, I don't know. She just be like drinking wine and she be at parties. And I want them to like have no clue that I ever had like a real job or well, quote unquote real job. Cause I'm not, right. I'm not discounting anybody's government job. Well, I mean, and, and what you're doing now is a, is more of a career than a job. Yeah, but even but I, even that with the IRS, it's just like I just learned that whether it was co- that my career at the IRS or whatever. If something no longer, it's okay if something don't serve you no more than right. let it go. You don't have to just hold on to it just because. And you and people do it because they're comfortable and that's what you're supposed to do. And a lot of people in our generation was like, go to college and get a good government job. And I realized like, I don't have to just stay at a job. I don't want to look up and be 67, about to retire and just be the old grumpy person at the government. Like, no. Yeah. No, you can't live now, if, like that. Especially when that's not what I want. If I loved my job, I would have stayed. If I right. love me, if I love me with the job, I would have stayed. But those that things works. change. So yeah, do something about it. Yeah. So let's talk about Marion House since you said you volunteered. Talk about Pam Duke. Yes. So um my mom passed away and a lot of her issues were like depression. That's one of the reasons why we need therapists. Because a lot of our generations before even didn't have access or whatever, whatever. Or but my mom had issues it, with child. with substance abuse and um depression. And unfortunately she took her life in two thousand and twelve. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, she had been like on a recovery track for a few years mm-hmm. in the Marion House in Baltimore. Um uh, was the organization that finally well you know y'all know it take like addicts like a few times before they like do uh, like get clean successfully right and, um the marion house was the last place where she was um like getting clean or whatever um and the thing i liked about that because they they had like a holistic approach um they had like different steps where like first she stayed like a dorm situation with some women and then and it was like maybe like a bigger house, but just only a few women. And then eventually up until like having um, an apartment that they subsidized, but they helped her with uh, like like cooking classes and uh, job resources and resume writing, all kind of um, things. And even though I was already grown by then, like I was able to like see hands on like um, how they was helping her. But just with anything, like they only can do with, they can do like they can't it's not you know it's not their fault that um her illness um uh, she succumbed to her illness or whatever but when me and my brothers were looking for something to do in her memory the following year that's around the same time where I started like getting to like working out being healthy because at first like right after she died I gained a bunch of weight because I was just like depressed to eat mm-hmm. um but the next year I did see a therapist briefly then and then I started like working out and then I was looking for somebody told me about like a race and I was like oh wow we can how about we do something positive like do this race in memory of my uh, memory of mom it wasn't the Marion house race yet but we did a different race the that race didn't happen again so the next year we was like we got to find a race in Baltimore and then we found out that Marion house had a race and I was like whole time I don't remember my mother telling me about the Marion house race when she was actually there but it was perfect because my mother passed away in September the Marion house 5k um is in September 
that's their biggest fundraiser out of the year. Um, all the money goes toward their efforts to house the women, mm-hmm. feed the women, um, help them with like drug rehabilitation. I think right now they have, uh, I forgot how many campuses they got, but they have like several, um, they got like the main building and they got some other locations where they house the women as far as like, even if it's just like a dorm style or like apartments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, like oh, even like Christmas time, they help the women like like um uh at least two Christmases, the last two Christmases, me and my friends like adopt the family and like get women and kids that like Christmas toys and stuff like that. But so but the biggest fundraiser is the Marion House five K. The five K route goes usually goes like past the Marion House. It's a nice family friendly event and when the first year me and my brothers decided to go we was like this is perfect this organization helped mom so let's just do it and it's grown over the years we made the team pam dukes it grown it's grown over the years to like at least i've done it every year since 2014 and at least five or six of those years i was the individual top fundraiser nice and which was wild because I saw getting attention to people at the burning house. They was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I got a big mouth. So whole time, like, if you fast forward to where I am now with life, I didn't, wasn't even thinking about like the skill I was honing. Like I was doing it because of my mother and like a way to like give back. But whole time I'm just like, oh, like, like my ability to connect with people mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And like, to like get people together. It's like, oh, I got like a whole fundraising like it never dawned on me to put the fundraising stuff on my resume mm-hmm. until like the last year or two my friends was like bitch you've been the top fundraiser for this organization and, right. and blah, blah 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 like that needs to go on your resume and I was like oh yeah you're right that should go on my resume right. like they can see oh she works with the community she doing this she doing that like that's that's always a positive life yeah 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 and it's so funny because even with the Marion house when they would see my name they was like they like when they do stuff to like lead up to the race and talk to the top farmers they like what are you doing and i was like mm, i don't know harassing people but i don't even think i harass people like i just be like hey but that just tell you like what good friends and community i have mm-hmm. um um like even i think my co my podcast co-host one year was like oh since i was running a lot and i used to use the hashtag bitches be running she was like yeah. well won't we make t-shirts and then put the money to the race and just little stuff like that every year something like different kind of happens or the wine glasses people or whatever um and then certain fr- people when when you are a i i used to be terrible at like just kind of like accepting like that part about me but like mm-hmm. when you just a good person like people like people don't mind like helping like right. <laughs> so like some friend it, and, and it's so and I've always um I'm way better at accepting accolades and like the the roses while I'm still here but like I have friends from our like online community that I never met in person but every year they like donate or they reach out or they do whatever and I'm like listen I might play I might seem like a bitch sometime but in real life i'd be over here like y'all i can't really y'all y'all did it again like i'll be over here like i'll be over here like ain't nobody had to do that i'll be over here like shocked every year like i one minute i'd be like dang we ain't gonna meet y'all meet our fundraiser go next thing y'all come through i'll be like oh my god people yeah because it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's grown like i think i checked last time i think when you're up like six hundred dollars 
Yeah, but the funny thing is, like the first year I did it, I was like, oh, whatever, I'll just try to raise $500. Second year, it was like, oh, I'll try to raise 1000 And I hadn't cracked 5000 yet. But the last few years, like just me by myself, have just always cracked like $4,000. And, yes. and then um, the Murray House would be like, D, that's not small. And I'd be like, oh. And then so I wanted to do more than just, so I would get my family and friends together. Some friends would run. Other friends would just show up on race day to like uh, cheer us on mm-hmm. and I just have like a big group with so like they be looking for they be looking for my team like we're same Pam Dukes right but, it, but I realized thinking about it now like oh it is like a whole operation like once I registered for the race in June I'm like posting I, I don't think I realized how much work I actually put into it then on race day when people want me to I don't know somebody like oh you could just do something after the race I don't think people realize like I'm the same captain it's important for me to make sure like, oh, I got to make sure my brothers get down time, my cousins, blah, blah, blah. everybody right. who's at the race got some kind of connection to me and everybody have a direct line to me. So if they can't find parking, if they can't do this, everybody's calling me, but I also want to run the race and I also want to make sure we take a group picture and mm-hmm. I want to make sure these things happen. So I was like, I'm orchestrating Organizing. the whole thing mm-hmm. even before I start running, then I got to run. And then I, I always hang around after the race and stuff. And I'll be like, I'm tired, <laughs> but it's like, but it's all, it's like all worth it. It's not like, I don't never get to, I don't ever get to just show up to the race and run. <laughs> like, no. like if, if you, my friend, and you signed up to run, I'm gonna make sure I stay hey da, da. but that's that's me in general whether it's something like this or whatever I try to make sure everybody gets that attention so like um a year or two ago I decided like oh I want to do more than just be there on race day and right. I hit them up about volunteering and submitted my resume so their bigger advancement the Marion House's bigger advancement committee is it responsible for like all fundraising and stuff like that so I'm on the advancement committee and then last year, I was actually on the 5K committee to like plan a race. Of course, the year I get on the committee to plan the race, it was right. the year COVID happened. But also, it was time to be like rock and roll. Like let's like figure it out. Like right, let's do what it do. Because the other years I just showed up to the race. So but um, as of like I think this is my second year. Yeah, this is my second year being involved in the planning and logistics. And this year I'm the I think I just volunteered on like a smaller like marketing committee this year. I'm like the 5K co-chair. And I'm like, oh wow. But it's so funny because like when they was like, oh D, they 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 considered submitting my name for like the board of directors last year. And I was like, bro, how we get this fast? Wow. But they I think they submitted it, but I ain't go through this time. Whatever, whatever. Which is fine. But then I'm on the advancement committee and then they wanted me to be the 5K, the co-chair of the 5K. And I just be like, I text my friends like, oh yeah, I did this. And I'll I'll, I'll say it so casually, like, oh yeah, I'm the 5K coach on the co-chair of the 5K committee. So like the whole committee that's playing the five. My friends are like, bitch, look what you and I'm like, oh yeah, I got you're right. I'll be like, I don't be knowing how this be happening. But <laughs> so this is my eighth year. I don't know, I'm losing track. And <laughs> we're volunteering again. <laughs> The race this year is unfortunately we try, 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 try to get it in person, but because of the delays in the permitting office and co in the new Delta variant and then some possible construction happening around mm-hmm. our normal race site, we decided to go back to virtual. So mm-hmm. we're still gonna do the virtual race, but we're gonna try to hold like an in-person event just like on the campus of Marion House in place of like the kickoff, like the 
the whatever. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about like, I think Marion House's overall goal for the race is, I always do that. The, the overall goal for the race is like, it's 50,000. Okay. They right, they right now at about 6,000 something. And in my, I always make my, the last, what, three or four years I've made my personal team go 5,000. So hopefully this year I'll get even closer to that 5,000. Put it out there. Um, universe is coming. The race is um, September the 18th. But because since we're doing virtual again now, we're going to do like that race window. So like the 18th through like that next week. The 18th will be like the kickoff. It's nice this year because my, not nice, but my mother passed away on September the 17th. The kickoff mm. for the race is the 18th. So I'm going to just make that like a whole weekend of like celebrating my mom. Yes, you got to. Um, and all that. And I just be, they always thank me for being like a good Marion House ambassador. And I mean, I really like, 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 that's just what I do. Hopefully I'll like branch off and like do other community stuff. But like this, this will be my, this always going to be my flagship thing. Cause it's the one that means the most, you know, it's just about finding like ways to grow every year. Cause that sometimes I'll be scared. I'm like, I can't come with the same stale old way to get money every year. Right. But that's and, also enough. And then challenge. last year we did the video together. Yes, that was so cute. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, listen, I'm looking at my calendar to see which day I can just like <laughs> take a few minutes to sign. I'm off Sunday, so I might try to do it. But that was like, even that, but that's, that's been the other thing that I was like, oh, I think that's one of the things that made me realize like, oh, I'm doing like a thing that's like a skill. It's not like a paid right. skill, but like last year hooking up with you, I'm like, oh, look, I got a, but that's why I got a big mouth. Somebody was joking. Somebody was joking me at work today. We was like, oh, we should have a, um reality show and she, the, the girl at work calls me madam president because she was like she's like do you seem like you for the people you just know everybody then she was like i bet you Demetri got like a videographer friend if we really want to do something i was like oh actually uh, I did. <laughs> look girl don't be playing look we finna have we gonna take over uh housewives of potomac but it'd be so funny because like she was totally joking like what if we had a um a reality show at work he probably know a videographer i was like don't get me to come up that about like like, one time i'm just talking these girls don't even know me at work it was like you talk blah blah because we got like the little the little broadcast system that we talk to over um throughout the day Mm-hmm. And when I be making announcements, if I got to announce something sometimes, she's like, you sound like a principal. You should have a podcast. And I said, well, um, I uh, actually, have a podcast. And one day she just look at, D, what don't you do? I was like, I, I, I don't know. I got, I be knowing people. But that's like, it's one of the fun things about being me. Where it's now, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm down for doing a, a reality show because I really, really want to do one. <laughs> See, because like even the video stuff last year, I was thinking like, I'm, I'm realizing that one of my, other than like connecting people, I'm like, oh, I'm really good at, Mm -hmm. I'm really good at like facilitating. Right. Because it'd be a bunch of stuff I want to do. Then I'd be like, I don't want to do the thing. I just need to find the person that can do the thing. Right. in theory, editing video sounds fun, but deep down, I don't want to do that shit. But if, but then I ran it, but it's funny because I was having uh ideas like that and then i met you and i was like oh that's perfect you right. want to do this i'll pay you to do it because <laughs> like, i literally I, read it and i was like should i should i say something i was like i should say something I'm and, like, I like, I <laughs> and, and i'm like yo what you need i'm good at following directions what do you need from me right and you took directions done? and i take directions very well yep. 
I just want to do this, what you need, da, 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 and bam, and whatever, right? Bam, whatever. Like even right. now, I'm finally looking. I'm I'm looking into getting a virtual assistant. Who the fuck thought I would need a virtual assistant? But I just really started thinking like. It might be easy for somebody else to manage my life. Like, like, like it's crazy as that sounds. Right. Like, like the kid in me is thinking like, like the like the back back in the day version. Like, if you think about what my mom wife think, like a uh, virtual assistant. But I'm like, I'm. It might be cheaper to manage for somebody else to manage my life. Like, I don't go. I don't right. feel like because you have a lot going on. Like, you got your podcast. You got Marion House. You have your business your own business you're working on you about to come out with these parties i mean girl i'm already tired just listing this stuff exactly one thing like i said it out loud and my therapist was like you have a lot of moving parts i was like even not saying i relinquish 100 control i need somebody to collaborate with about my own life <laughs> like mm-hmm. hey d did you schedule your did um what day are we scheduling your doctor's appointment oh you're right because mm-hmm. even with the wine at total wine I'm living like that fast retail life. So I can't, it's not like, oh, I can just like pause from an email and just do the other thing. I don't have time to think sometimes when I'm on the sales floor. I need somebody to do it for me. There you go. But also that feels great to be like, even allow myself the freedom as just like a regular ass black girl to even be considering about hiring help. Because why the fuck shouldn't I be able to hire help? Right. And that's the one thing about black women. It's hard for us to ask for help. Why the fuck should I be like trying to figure out? Oh, do this, do this, do this, do this. Why should I try to figure it out? That's one right. thing I've definitely come around to in therapy. Whether it's relying on friends or whatever, whatever, it's like mm, if I could work smarter, not harder. My th- you didn't. I'll get no extra points for tiring myself out trying to figure it out by myself. <laughs> so here I go. Here I go. So the Marion House. I'm excited about that. That's my next big thing. And, and then the reality show that we gonna work on oh my god that's <laughs> hilarious but how like how does that even happen but i don't uh, know don't you worry we gonna fit look it's now it's out in the atmosphere the universe didn't hurt us i do feel like somebody i do feel like i need to be like this i do feel like i'm way more creative than i thought i was yeah look girl, i used to always make- say i used to always say i wasn't creative and then look at you my my best friend my my like my best best friend from um childhood he's he's an artist and like three four years ago he kept calling me a media mogul and i was like what the fuck like mm. Mm. and sometime i'd be like wait a minute oh, hold up he, what's he what he doesn't this nigga might be on a side <laughs> and look at you now and look I'm, at you now <laughs> so you already I, put it out there i'm just like so yeah you know got creative friends to collaborate with that's the best part and my best part well, one of my best parts is most of the time i just collaborate with other black women mostly black people but most but mostly black women because that's that's my thing like i want to make things that are um mostly about black women and mostly uh have a whole production of black not even just black women of color um because a lot of times you know being in tv and film Sometimes I would be the only black girl. Sometimes I would be the only female period, you know, out of mm-hmm. a whole bunch of guys. So I, I always like, is there another girl here? Is there another, you know, it's hard, especially in the industry I work in to have a lot of females in it. And I just want to have a whole production of just women. Like, cause you know how men, sometimes they be like mansplain to you. Like I've been doing this for over 10 years now Mm -hmm. i know what i'm doing (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know i might not know everything but the part i know what i know i know 
So I don't need you to do anything. And that's why I like yeah. women, because we just sit up there and like, okay, you know how to do this. You know how to do this. All right. How can we do this together? And bring that's out something like what can we do even the girl i was saying i might get a virtual assistant i had thought about it but hadn't really circled back to it then one of my former agents at the irs that i trained was talking about doing some classes like to get her business together to do virtual assistants on the side because she was like bored with the regular job right and need something else to do and i said Bitch, hurry up so you can just be my assistant. Like, we already close enough. You right. know a lot of my personal business anyway. You can have my logins and passwords and can't whatever. Come on. I, can you post to my Instagram for me? Like, we can figure this out. And I'd rather just pay you because I know you. Right. <laughs> and see how, like, you said it and then it, you talking to somebody, look at it, just falling into place. And the funny thing is, I said that a while ago. Like, oh, I might need a personal assistant sooner than I think. Thought. Mm-hmm. But I said that, like, when before the IRS. I mean, before I got the uh, uh, job with the total wine. Right. And once again, I'm an accountant. Let me crunch the numbers. I could probably pay for this. Also, if I if I put the time and effort to pay for it now, mm-hmm. it'll probably pay for itself because if she organizes stuff for me, she could be handling or booking stuff for me and then I generate the money that I need to pay her. Like, get off Hello. I'm like, you gotta, like, it's like that thing when you said, like, like that fear. Mm-hmm. Like don't, I don't even really like give myself much time to think about like what if it don't work. I'm just like right. let me try it because like if I can't, I don't have enough money or I don't have enough this. I ain't never gonna have it if I wait. Yeah, what you yeah. waiting for? What the fuck is you waiting for? But stuff just be happening because even um I have unfortunately my I got like an older older cousin like seventy some eighty no he might be in his eighties but he's winding down his tax practice and it's so once again so funny years ago he used to be like. Yeah, because one day I can get rid of this business and you can and you can have my clients. And about five, ten years, five, six years ago, I'm like, Cousin Paul, I don't want to do no damn taxes. Look at you. Fast forward to now, I got my own tax business. He didn't say my shit because his daughter showed him. He talking about how proud he is of me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because he's getting sick, he didn't already started sending some of his clients my information without before he even told me he was doing it. Look at that. So I'm over here like I was it's like girl falling in your lap because so it's supposed to happen. Not only is it supposed to happen, like my therapist said, until you like if I didn't leave the IRS, mm-hmm. I didn't give myself room to like accept all these things and like to dare to do something different, it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't happen. So I was just like my friend Nicole, I was like, get this. I was like, I might not, it might not seem like I got that much to organize now, but that's why you need to be my assistant now. Mm-hmm. So as when I grow and I got stuff to organize, you was there from the jump. <laughs> yep. And there you go. Wonderful. I love it. I love your story. And I've been watching it for a whole Don't seem too much like a fairy tale. I'm not going for every now and then. I'm like, this seemed like some magical black girl shit. But why the fuck shouldn't I have to be magical black girl? That's fine. I like that. That's you fine. are magical. That's fine. I like that. And then I can pay you, and then you can actually, like, I don't know, bill me accordingly. Like, <laughs> like oh, just pay me whatever. I'm like, no. Like, no, I know, because I'm just like, I was like, you can use, you, you can ask me for whatever your rate I know. Your I just feel is. so weird. I'm like, I don't, 
no we're know. gonna do better we're gonna i know better. i got to but i'm just so used to like you want to send me the invoice now i don't care just pay me but, but because we friends that's more reason for me that's more reason why i'm gonna pay the invoice i'm gonna pay the five <laughs> if i don't support you who the fuck you going who the fuck like yeah i wouldn't tell them yeah 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 no i i get it and i'm i'm slowly getting into it because you know you gotta know your worth because one thing paid. about your friends a real friend is gonna like i started that text business I didn't have not one friend ask about a discount. No, no even when they, the friends that I did their taxes, mm-hmm. they might have texted me and asked me, but they said, hey, what's the proper channels to book an appointment? They didn't text me about it, whatever, whatever, because your friends, if they really your friends, they want to support your business and your dream right. exactly the way you want. And exactly. So, whatever. So, next time I say invoice me, just invoice me. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. I sure will. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on my show. I know we talked for a minute and Oh, yeah. I don't mind. Look, I should have been apologizing to you because I'd be talking. I appreciate you for being on the show, telling your story, your magical black girl story. Hopefully this inspires <laughs> somebody. Um yeah. you had already inspired magical black girl. That make me feel nice. Cause yeah. I you know, like I like I don't even fuck with Disney princesses like that, but it make me feel nice. That's because I'd be a feminist. I'd be like when I grew up, I was like, why do girls always got to be saved? Girl, like, there's that's so stupid. many problematic things with uh, these princesses, but I ain't know when I was, uh, for real. But anyway, I'm going to be magical. <laughs> I'm going to be magical. I'm going to be magical because we, be- we deserve to be lighter and not have the burden of the mm-hmm. fucking world on us. And yeah. I'm with yeah. So tell the people how they can find you. You can find me I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Brains and Buns. Don't laugh. <laughs> no, I always crack up. My big cousin who made my first Yahoo account used like Brains and Buns something and I just always kept it. But um, under Brains and Buns on Twitter and Instagram, you can find my podcast, Bad and Boozy Pod, um, at Bad and Boozy Pod. And that's to spell out the word and. I will make sure Ricky has the links for the Marion House. It's marionhouse.org. 5k event is team pam dukes because if you donate i want it to go directly to my team um my government name is demetria so you see the team captain you can <laughs> donate right to me so i can get the individual i think i only got three other people like that officially joined the team so far but every little bit um counts right to the, for the race we just want to um just keep on making sure that these women have food shelter therapy and all those other things and it's not specifically a black organization but because it's in baltimore a lot of women are women just like my mom and their children are just like the child i once was so right please support and other than that i'll be out in these um if you're in maryland i'm out in these total wine streets hey. <laughs> but i'll be posting about what i'll be drinking on it on my instagram and stuff yeah so. girl i was looking at something you posted the other night and i was like you know what i'm gonna have to take screenshots so i can go oh and, total wine. and um the links in my just check out my link tree and my instagram on my twitter okay because um i have the link i do have the links for mary house there and for One Hope, you can buy wine through One Hope, like just through my link. Okay. And I will get the, um like whatever the percentage of commission, but also there's, there are options for virtual tastings. Oh. So 
Um, okay. So we could figure that out. Like, you know, I could like, we could figure that out. Like, whatever. And no, I could do it. I haven't done one officially yet, but whatever. I'm confident. <laughs> I just got I just got to do it. So if anybody's interested in my personality and hosting another virtual wine tasting or something like that, you can go there too. But whatever. That sounds fun. Yeah. That sounds fun. Well, thank you again. And make sure you guys go check her out. Of course, as always, be you, be wonderful, be great, and just be fucking magical like this black girl right here, okay? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I appreciate you having me. (laughs) 